Amen, amen. I want to invite you to take your seats this morning. And man, I'm glad to see you all. It's fun to, to look out and see some people aren't sitting where they used to sit because someone else is sitting there. Who's a little upset this morning? Come on, raise your hand. It's all good. We're happy. We're happy. Man, this is the way it should be. And we're so grateful. Um, thank you to our worship team for leading us. And they'll be back in just a moment. But. What a special day, right? It's Easter. And, um, and in a moment, um, you're going to hear the Easter story, the account of Easter told by our children in a video presentation. But before that happens, um, I wanted to just share with you kind of a, not kind of, but a really exciting announcement. Most of you um, here know this, but for those of you that are visiting, we had an amazing opportunity and a miraculous provision from God that enabled us to pay off this facility. And we are so excited about it. Um, and as a result, uh, we just want to celebrate God's faithfulness. And so um, we're holding an event, and there's been a lot of talk about it lately, and in, in even before this provision from God, um, about this idea of Jubilee. And if you looked in Leviticus 25, um, Jubilee is about all things being the way that they should be. It's a, like Amos, the prophet, said, with justice rolling like a river. It's when you treat your brother and sister the right way. It's when all your debts are canceled. Wouldn't it be awesome if there was just like, hey, it's Jubilee, and all your debts are canceled? That's kind of how we feel that God has blessed us in that way. And so we want to respond back to the Lord with bringing our best. And so um, Jubilee lasts a year. Uh, we're going to do it for a day. So... Um, <laughs> We're going we're gonna to ex, 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 you know, just receive all the, I don't know what XX meant. I just was trying to say receive and anyways. Um, we're going to receive the jubilee that God has for us, but we're going to do this all-day celebration here on May 28th. And, um, and the idea that we have is to get together to have our church service, afterwards have a big feast. I mean like Old Testament style feast, fatted calf, like everything, just go <laughs> eat. Have fun, enjoy one another, um, and then we're gonna we're gonna play. Then we're gonna have in the evening time, um, probably around six o'clock. We'll get you all the the specific details, but we're just gonna have a night of worship, and it's gonna be an open ended night. You know, isn't it cool just to have some times where you just don't know when it's gonna end? You're just gonna be there, and so take a nap maybe after the feast because um, we just want to worship God, thank Him for what He's done. And then tell the stories of his faithfulness, that what, what God has done here in this place. Does that sound like a good time? Yes. So, yeah. If you'd like, and if your phone will register it on that um, corner, there's a QR code. And this gives you an opportunity to sign up to bring your best if you want to be a part of helping to make this happen. We're calling on all our best barbecuers. We're calling on all our best... Um, crafters and sewers and, and singers and whoever you are, man, come on, artists, we want you. And so there's a, there's a drop-down menu there where you can sign up to bring your best and we'll give you more details. So that's Jubilee coming up on May 28th and, and you're all invited. Even if it's your first time here, you're invited. Man, come celebrate the faithfulness of God with us. He's so good. Amen. Amen. Well, um, it really is my privilege to, to be here before you and to on such a special day and and I'm looking out and I'm seeing not only adults but I'm seeing kids and I'm seeing some parents who are holding kids right now saying um, thank you for this family opportunity that you've given us and and truly we wanted to have a, a full family environment and and so um, we don't normally have all the kids and babies and everybody in but we wanted the whole crew together to celebrate resurrection we wanted your kids to be able to to witness 
the miracle of baptism and to hear the gospel story. And that being said, if you feel like you need an evacuation plan, um, you got you got all kinds of doors, and wherever you go, there'll still be audio, and out here there's still video. So we're cool with your kids, regardless. But if you if you need a little bit of like space, and and maybe little Johnny or little Sally's getting a little uh, fussy, you could just go right out into the lobby or hang out in here. Okay, cool. Little housekeeping stuff. Um, but in all that, God. Um, has been so good in our lives, not just here at Bridge, but in every single one of us, that if we were to, to really think about it, that even on our worst day, um, God has been faithful. Would you agree with me on that? There's a, a, a term that is often used when you think about like something that you're going through and, and you'll say, oh, that's a first world problem, right? You'll think of it in terms of, and, and that's a way to say there are others that are going through tremendous difficulties that what they're going through seems to pale in comparison to what we're going through. And in and, and all of that, what we experience, what they experience, what whoever is experiencing, we can sit back and just take a pause in a moment like this and say, God, on, on all levels, we just want to honor you for your faithfulness because what we celebrate today is the cross. And whether you're from a, a, a situation where there's been difficulty or whether you're a situation where there's been prosperity, the cross becomes this level playing field where we all get to come together and, and know his goodness. And so before I go any further, I wanted to um, introduce this video. Our, our children here have put together the story of the cross using um, some illustrations. And so without any further ado, um, here's the Easter story from our kids. So, some people think that Easter is all about those white bunny rabbits, the Easter bunny, all those plastic eggs with money or candy or puzzle pieces in them. No, cross that out, it's only about God's love. The Jews were waiting for a king to rescue them. Jesus was the king who was going to rescue them, but we all sinned. And Jesus dying on the cross would take away all of our sins. So Jesus knew what he needed to do. And he decided to pray for 40 days. Sadly, the Romans came while he was praying in the garden. And arrested him and took him to trial. Pontius said he was not guilty. But the people who actually saw his miracles said he was guilty. But Pilate let him take him away. He was given a crown of thorns, beaten and hung on the cross. When Jesus died, the whole world turned black. And the veil was torn. When Jesus died, the sky became black. Jesus was placed into a tomb where guards were placed to protect his body. The stone was placed to block the tomb. Three days later, the angels moved away the stone and the tomb was empty. And Jesus is alive. Jesus paid the price for our sins, but his friends were afraid. So he appeared to them, and they saw his scars, and they knew it was him. Now Jesus' friends can share the good news. And he appeared to over 500 people. After appearing to over more than 500 people, Jesus went back up to heaven. He promised to come back someday for everyone who follows him. Thank you to Olivia was the artist who did all of those uh, illustrations. And if you'd like to see them, they're right here posted inside of our, our, our lobby. The, um, 
One of the things I wanted to say before I share, and I've thanked our congregation, those who've done it, but the artwork that you see behind me here is also the Easter story. And we asked four artists among our church family to, to give their interpretation of um, the triumphal entry and the waving of the palm branches, the, the coins that were what Judas was given, what he was paid to betray Jesus. The, the cross where Jesus hung and the tomb, which is now empty, where he rose again. And, uh, and I'm, I'm grateful for their expressions. And it's meant so much throughout this season to see those illustrations and to, to realize that um, Christ is victorious as those palm branches were waved. He's victorious as the king of peace. That, that the coins that were there remind us that not only did Judas betray him, but but if we were honest, that there's betrayal in each one of our hearts, that there's been times that in our own sin that we have resisted the will of God and we've walked away from him. But the cross brings us to a place where we can have salvation. The cross really literally becomes like a bridge for us and it's reconciling us to the Father in right relationship. This is what Easter is all about. And today we celebrate the tomb that's empty. And um, not only did our artists do a wonderful job, but I wanted to thank you, James. I forgot to thank you, James and, and Jim, for hanging the cable that's behind there. It was no small feat. So thank you, guys. We as a church family over the last three weeks have been looking at the story of Lazarus. And, um, and if you're familiar with the story of Lazarus, it's a, it's a wonderful story. Um, and if you didn't know it, you could look at it like it was a fairy tale, but it's literally a historical account. And it's the story and the account that really brought such um, popularity to Jesus, the miracle worker, that, that you know, crowds were already following him. But the crowds began to increase so much after this miracle that the religious leaders were really nervous about it. They said, man, look, the whole world's going after him. Um, they said some prophetic statements that they didn't realize were prophetic, that they were saying, basically, it's be, it'd be better that we take this one guy out, you know, than lose all these people, that, that he would be the sacrifice for all of them. It was their ends justify their means sort of ethics. And so within this miracle, um, we've been looking at it because it's so powerful when you think of a real-life account where somebody was resurrected, and it requires faith to believe these things. And the Bible has been proven true um, as a historical account, not just as fairy tale stories. And so as we've been looking at it together, we've seen the way that Jesus responds to these three characters. One um, being Mary, another being Martha, and the third being Lazarus. And I want to read to you this statement that Jesus makes that really sets the tone for all of it. The background of the story, and those who've been with us last three weeks have heard this, this is just review, but Jesus has three really good friends. How many of you have really good friends, you know? Yeah, okay, that's sad. The rest of you should get out a little bit more, man. Put yourself out there. Um, Jesus has not just like acquaintances, but this is his, these are his people. These are his good friends. And these three... Um, he would meet with regularly, have dinner with them. He would visit and stay at their house from time to time. But in one, in one situation, the, the man, Lazarus, is found sick. And so Jesus receives word that his really good friend is sick. And upon hearing that news, he does something awkward for the moment. He stays where he's at. It says that he hears the news that Lazarus is sick, and then he stays there for two more days. And within those two days... 
Um, we talked about the fact that sometimes God delays, right? Have you ever experienced that in your own prayer life and in things you're asking for that God just doesn't do things on your timetable? Well, that was the case for them. And it was like, if he was going to do it for anyone, wouldn't he do it for his good friend? And one of the things we took away from that is that God's delays are not his denial. That sometimes God delays something because he has purpose. That he has something that he wants to do in glorifying himself and releasing his will. And that's exactly what we see in this story. Jesus, um, he dialogues with Martha. We, we talked about her last week. She's a very intelligent woman. She's a, um, very capable. She's a, a landowner. She's somebody who has the means to support a great group of people. And he says to her this statement, and this is what I want to read to you. It says, Martha said to him, and this is in context to Jesus, after missing in her mind the opportunity to heal her brother, And her saying, where were you? You, you, If you would have been here, my brother would have lived. And Jesus and Martha are having this conversation. And Martha said to him, I know that my brother will rise again in the resurrection on that day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And verse 26 says this. And everyone who lives... And believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? I want to read that again because I think it's at the the key to this whole message and what we're going to experience in just a moment with baptism. But he says, And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Jesus makes a statement that is so key. He doesn't say, I can resurrect and I can bring life. What does he say? I am the resurrection and the life. And what he's saying there is that he has the power to restore, to heal, to bring life. He offers more than like the desired experience that we want to have. I'm sure that there are are many of us that are in the room that, that want a certain outcome. We know that if we do a certain thing, we'll get a certain outcome. Like, I, I, I want to be ripped and just healthy, you know, ripped. And, and, and so I, I think about it all the time. I just think, man, wouldn't it be awesome to have energy and be like super ripped, you know, and, 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 and nothing's changing. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> and, and so there's this, you know, we laugh about that, but the reality is there's sometimes in, in our in our spiritual lives, we're like, man, I, I want that life. I want that abundance of life. The resurrection life that Jesus talks about is really living. It's being fully alive. And we could think about it, we could hope for it, and we could read about it. But what Jesus offers in this moment is not that I want to do something for you, but I am something to you. That if you receive me, if you take me, if you believe in me, you will come alive. And, and baptism is all about that. Baptism is literally the, the example of a water grave. In a moment, there'll be eight people that have made a commitment to follow Jesus, and they want everyone to know it. So much so that they're like, yep, I'll get immersed in water in front of a whole crowd of people. Because I want it to be known that Christ has come into my life, and I'm alive now. And, and, and stick with me for just a moment. I'm trying really hard not to preach a really long sermon, but that's hard to do because we've got to leave time for baptism. 
So I'm going to cut straight to the point because what happens in this story, Jesus declares, I am the resurrection and the life. And, and this is not just for Martha or Mary or Lazarus. This is for you and for me that if you believe in him and live for him, that you will, you will live and never die, right? What, a, what an amazing promise. And so listen to what happens. And Jesus, this is in um, John chapter 11, verse 38. Jesus deeply moved again. He comes to the tomb where Lazarus lay. And if you've read the story before, he'd been dead for four days. The Bible leaves like these um, certain details that help you really know it's a true story. And one of the details is that he's been dead for four days and he really stinks. That's what it says. Don't open that thing. Don't open, don't remove that stone. He stinks. And it says that he was in the cave and the stone laid against it. And Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said, Lord, by this time there will be an odor. For he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? And so they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes. He said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. And I knew that you will always hear me. But I said this on the account of the people who are standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he said these things, he said with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the man who died came out. And I want you to pay attention to this detail. The man came out, and it says that, that his hands and feet were bound with linen strips. That was because there was a process of kind of mummification that they would preserve the body with. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Remember these words, Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Listen, this is about your life right now, not just your life for eternity. Both are hugely significant. But what I found in this last little point here, and what I hope to leave with you, is that when Lazarus was literally resurrected from a dead state to an alive state, that when he came out of that, that death brings with us some things, you know? And there's been some death probably in, in your lives. And I'm not talking about the loss of a loved one. That's, that's difficult to deal with and the grief of it, no doubt. But I'm saying the death of certain things in your hearts, certain dreams, certain parts of your personality, certain things that have been stolen from you, taken from you, certain things that you've willfully given up that God wants to restore in resurrection to you on this resurrection day. Are you, are you hearing me? Because this is a beautiful moment when we realize that what he does when he brings resurrection is that he also brings freedom. That there are, are those of us that are in the room that we can say, yes, I have a pulse, yes, I have a heartbeat, but I certainly don't feel alive. And Jesus has come to, to give you life and life to the fullest. And part of that life that he gives is, is evidenced in this Lazarus miracle where the, the taking off of the things that are binding the ability to walk and the ability to move hands. But what I felt was so significant was this. And this is what hit me like a ton of bricks. When it said that his face was covered. His face was covered. When you come alive in Christ... 
He came to not only give you freedom to move about, to be who you've been called to be, to use the gifts, talents, and abilities that he's made you with for his glory, but he has also come to remove your shame. There's no need to hide your face. There's no need to to go, oh, if you only knew what I've done, if you've only known what has been done to me, what I've been involved with. That he says, nope, come out of that grave. You know, I ran out of that Like, that's why we get all excited about that song, because we're like, yeah. He's calling you out from that place of shame, from that place of guilt, from that place of, of, of being just locked up. And it's not, that freedom's not going to come by just thinking about it. That freedom's not going to come by dreaming about it. That freedom comes when we accept the resurrection and the life, when we invite him into our lives, and he becomes for us resurrection and life. Are you hearing me? I'm excited about what he does. Jesus had a, 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 a lot of... In this Gospel of John, he has seven I am statements about himself. And every time he says I am, make no mistake, he's basically saying I am God. Jesus makes an emphatic claim that he is God. And he says things like, I am the light of the world. How many of us have times where we just can't see things clearly because our our vision is clouded by by the fears that go on around us, by the, the difficulties of our world, whatever it might be, Jesus says to you, not only will I give you light, but I am the light of the world and I reside inside of you. Jesus says things like, I am the bread of life, that there are many things that we try to do to nourish our souls. I'm not just talking about good food. Good food's gonna happen later. I know it, it's Easter, man. You've already planned for it, you're thinking about it. You know, clock's ticking, let's see, right about 11.15, game over. But, but I'm saying this, beyond the, what we can put in our stomachs, the, the satisfaction that can only come through the bread of life. He's not, he's not saying, I give you bread of life. He's saying, I am the bread of life. And he longs to be that in you. He says things like, I am the good shepherd, right? Not only does he light the way, but a good shepherd is, is leading the way. A good shepherd knows what the sheep needs. A good shepherd can say, nope, here's the way, here's green pastures, here's, here's waters for you to drink and be nourished. He promises that he's that. He says, I'm the door for the sheep. The idea of the one who, the shepherd literally is the door protecting you from the wolves and from the things that are out and about, removing fear from your life. He's not only saying, I want to take it away, he says, I am that, I'm the door for you. And then he makes a really compelling statement. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And these words together, when you put together, I'm the resurrection and the life, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He not only is, is, is handing you truthful statements about life, but he is the truth residing in you, giving you the ability to discern right from wrong. How many of you know the world is just so wacky? It's so wacky, and you're just thinking, wait, Wait, is that guy telling the truth or is that person telling the truth? You know, you, you hear the same subject, same subject matter and two completely different outcomes. And it leaves us as an audience of the brains of the world just going, what? But in Jesus, you have the truth residing in you, giving you the ability to discern. You have the way. He's the one who showed us how to live And he's the one that makes the way for us to be able to be fully alive, not only in this earth now, but eternally. That heaven is a real place. 
Heaven is not um, a, a movie. It's not a well-wishing. It's not, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel, maybe in our perception. But what heaven is, is, is God's plan. God's plan A. The Garden of Eden realized to us a place where we can know Him and be known by Him. A new heaven and a new earth. It's a beautiful reward for the people of God. This is where things get awkward because I'm going to say the word hell. Hell is a place. It's not designed for for anybody. It was designed for the removal of the unjust things, for evil to be dealt with once and for all. And yet we, in in our decision to decide, I don't know if I want life. I think I want to go my certain way and miss out on the reality of the way, the truth, and the life. It's a choice that we make. God doesn't want it. But there's a choice that we can make to go off his path and on our path. And and Jesus made it really clear. He said that path leads to destruction. And so these these thoughts that I leave you with, um, you'll see modeled here in just a moment. That the way, the truth, and the life, the opportunity to follow Jesus and to follow him fully doesn't come through taking um, our seven classes. It doesn't come through donating a certain amount of your money. It doesn't come because you guarantee you're going to sit in that pew every Sunday and you're going to have a smile on your face and your kids are going to be perfect and, you know, everything's going to be awesome. What comes and what brings everlasting life is what Jesus simply said. Believe in me. Believe in me. This whole Gospel of John tells the story of Jesus. It records all his accounts so that we can believe. Here's one for you. John 3.16. You know this one? Come on. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever or whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. It's ingrained in us. It's in us. Many of us have heard it from an early age, but it tells the whole story. And so I wanted to leave you with that, and I wanted to invite our worship team back because we're going to take a moment and transition into um, our baptism time. And in this time, you're going to be able to see what, what um, is evidenced in this resurrection, that Jesus is no longer in a tomb. He's no longer in a grave. I would encourage you to read um, the end of the Gospel of John. It's wonderful. It's wonderful to read the story of his disciples on a foot race trying to find out where their their Messiah is. You find that one disciple beats the other and he likes to talk about it a few times. And 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 he goes there and he sees an empty tomb. Mary Magdalene um, is met by angels who say, he's not here, he's risen. Everything he said was true. He is the resurrection and he is the life. And he's the one that we've decided to build our foundation on. And so for some today, it's just a a recognition, a remembrance of what you've already decided to do. For others, maybe today is a day where you'll decide to follow him as well, to invite the bread of life into your life, to invite the light of the world into your life, to invite the way, the truth, and the life, to invite the resurrection. Amen? Amen. The song that they sing, I want to give you a chance to just reflect, and we're going to get ready for our baptism. For those of you that are, are being baptized, here would be the time for you to kind of come up to these seats, and if you need to change your clothes, you can do that as well. Let's sing together.
standing strong on you I'm gonna make it through Cause my house was built on you Christ is my firm foundation The rock on which I stand And everything around me shaking I've never been
Amen. You can be, you can be seated. We have the privilege of, of having a time of baptism now. And if we could put that Romans passage on the screen. In, in Romans, um, it speaks of baptism. And it, it gives the imagery of this water. And here's what it says. Do you not know that all of us have been baptized, have been baptized in Christ Jesus? We're baptized into his death. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And that's what um, these will all do today. And I want to invite uh, Maddie, Madeline, to come with her parents. And this is a... In, in the scripture, when it says to go into all the world and preach the gospel, it tells us that we baptize. And today, um, Madeline's dad and mom are going to baptize her in a very special time. And we've had a baptism class together, and we've talked about the significance of it. And as her pastor, I know that this young woman wants to follow Jesus with all that she is. And so um, I'm going to give the microphone over to John, her dad. Thank you, Danny. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's all. Go, oh, go like this. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, Madeline, do you know that, um, that uh, God loved you so much that he sent his only son to die for you? And that um, his invitation to us is to um, walk in, his, in the way and in the example that he led because he loved us so much. And this invitation is not an invitation to following rules, but a way, a, a way to live a better life. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. All right. You want to stand up here, Maddie? I'm going to pray for you, okay? Father, I thank you for Madeline. God, I thank you for her life. I thank you for what you've done and the evidence of her being a true follower of Jesus. That she isn't just a believer one day, she's a believer right now, and that the resurrection and life is in her. We bless her now in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 All right. Um, I think, would you, Andre and Anna, would you like to come? Uh, Andre, I know that you wanted to be part of this baptism as well. You guys can come right on in. Pastor Scott, would you like to join me? And um, and I'm so grateful for the chance to get to know you and the time that you've been here at Bridge. And I know that you and your husband have decided to follow Jesus with all that you are. And this isn't a, a new decision. This is one that you've been walking in for a while. And, um, and I just want to ask you publicly in front of everyone, um, is it your commitment, your decision to follow Jesus? Yes. All right. I'm going to have you just put your hand over your nose. On the profession of your faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. 
Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for Anna. We thank you for her life. God, we thank you, Lord, that you have known her before she was even born and the plans and purposes that you have for her. God, we pray that resurrection life would, would just beam from her, Lord. I pray that you would open doors for her in these days to come to serve you with all that she has. I thank you for her many gifts. May they find their expression in the body of Christ. I bless her in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. 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 Yeah, God bless you. Andy, would you like to come? And Joel, would you like to join? Sorry, Scott. We're freestyling it a little bit. I don't know if you... Andy, um, come on in the water and... Andy, I know that um, Jesus has become so real to you, and um, it has been really amazing to watch the transformation that's happened in your life. And I know that Joel has been a big part of walking you through a lot of this. And so um, that's why, you know, you wanted Joel to be here in the water with you. And so um, we're going to baptize you and then I'm going to have Joel pray for you. Okay. Thank yeah. You. I'm going to have you. Is it your decision, Andy, to, to follow Jesus with all that you are? Yes. Yeah. Is. Why don't you plug your nose? In the profession of your faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We thank you that he is running to a force that you, Lord, that he has known that you are real to him. Lord, I thank you that he is so hungry for you. Yes, Lord. Lord, that he is asking for you. Lord, I remember when he said, I bought my own Bible, Lord, just the, the joy that was in those words. Father, I pray a blessing over Andy today that it would just, that fire would continue to grow. Father, the way it's, it's never been burnt before, Lord, let it just, just go. Jesus, we thank you for Andy, and we thank you for today. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. 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 Kelsey, would you like to come? And Christian? I think, um, you, I don't think he's getting more. It's a little chilly in here, huh? <laughs> Remember, it is the representation of a water grave, right? So, yeah, so you're going to feel it, right? Um, Christian, I, I want to let you have some space over here, too, so you can... You, okay. Um, Kelsey, uh, we were talking about it in the, in the baptism class. The moment that you came here, we, we knew you were part of the family. And, and I remember when Christian was asking, what do you think? I said, dude, you need to marry her. <laughs> you, you're an amazing woman of God, Kelsey, and we see Jesus in you. And, and we know that this is your um, lifestyle to follow Jesus with all that you are, but wanted to give you the opportunity to proclaim that here. Is it your desire to follow Jesus with all that you are? Yes. Yeah, would you plug your nose? And on your profession of faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father and Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Kelsey, Lord God. We thank Bless you for her Jesus. love for you. Yes, Lord. God, you see the smile on her face every time we see her, and you just see God ooze outside of her. And God, we pray that today, this moment in time, 
would be marked in her heart. That, Lord, that she would sense a difference, Lord, that she would sense that this declaration of who you are in her life would take root and it would take over everything else. That, God, that she would continue to serve you with all of her heart, that you would bring about the desires of her heart, that you would bless her on her job, that you would bless her in her relationship. That, God, that you would fill her with your Holy Spirit, that, Lord, you would guide and direct everything that she does. That, God, that she is a new creature, Lord, in you. And, God, I thank you for her witness. I thank you for her testimony. I thank you for the light that she brings when she walks in a room. So, Father, we thank you for that. Continue to move in her and Christian's life. Continue to bless their marriage. God, continue to, to use them as you have so already. So bless them, we pray. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Karis, do you want to come? Karis is um, Camille and John's oldest daughter. And um, you said something, and I hope I don't embarrass you by saying this, but you said something in our baptism class that really stuck with me. And um, you have so much depth, and I want you to know that I want to affirm you in front of your church family that um, when you said that this meant to you, you're no longer hiding. Karis, I thought of you when I thought of um, Lazarus coming out of the grave and taking off all the, the, the things that were holding Lazarus down, and especially what was covering his face, that, um, that God has made you beautiful in his sight, and, um, and we all see it, and we're so glad that you're not hiding. We're so glad that you're free in Christ. And so, Karis, is it your desire to follow Jesus with all your heart? Yes, it is. I want to have you plug your nose. And on the profession of your faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Lord, I thank you for this woman of God. I thank you for the call that you have upon her life. I thank you for the example that she is to us, Lord, of courage, Lord, of speaking the truth, of walking in freedom. And I pray that you would bless her, Lord, with new levels of resurrection power in her life, God, that she would find herself more free than ever to be exactly who you created her to be. We bless her in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. 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 All right. I think Daniel and Vanessa, would you guys like to come? These two have recently celebrated their, was it their, your 10-year wedding anniversary? Yeah, so. We'll have you come. They want to be baptized together, which I think is beautiful. We're, yeah, we'll figure it out once. We're, we'll do it, we'll figure out as we're doing it, Daniel. Come on in. Um. Daniel and Vanessa, I, I loved as well our time that we had in the class and um, hearing your decisions to be baptized because this is a decision that you've both decided you want to follow Jesus. This is a moment in your life where you were both able to articulate. You knew a lot about him, 
um, but now you really want to know him and you want to walk with him. And we couldn't be more happy and more supportive of that. So I'm going to have you step up forward a little bit. And Vanessa, I want to ask you, is it your heart's desire and your intent to follow Jesus with all that you are? Have you said yes to the resurrection and the life? Yeah. Daniel, how about you? Yes, sir. Amen. I'm going to have you plug your nose. And one and one. Ready? <laughs> we, At the same time? Yep, yep. Okay, ready? <laughs> we bat- yeah, <laughs> we <laughs> baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. We're going to pray for you. <laughs> Lord, thank you for these two. God, we bless them. I bless Daniel. God, I thank you for a man who longs to do the right thing. Lord, who wants to walk with you. And Lord, you're not only promising him um, the opportunity of life, you are the life inside of him. Right. Lord, you are the resurrection power in him. You are the way inside of him, Lord. So we thank you for his invitation, Lord, to, or yeah, his desire to say yes to you and the way that he's responded to your invitation. We bless him in the name of Jesus. And Father, we just we lift up Vanessa to you, God, and I thank you for her willingness as well to stand and say, I choose you over yes, everything Lord. else. I set aside the things in my life and I choose you because I know that you're the most important thing. And so, Father, we ask that you would strengthen her, Lord, that you would encourage her, Lord, you would bring about the desires of her heart, Lord God, and as she serves you, that she would sense that you dance over her and she's unaware of it, God, that you love her as a, as a child. And God, I ask that you would bless their marriage, Lord God, that you would continue to do the work inside of them that you've begun. It says in your word that you are faithful to complete it. And so, God, we come against the enemy that would try to create distraction, that would try try to create some form of difficulty in their lives. But, God, as they stay together and they stay focused on you and they keep you at the forefront of their lives, that you will continue to bless them, that they will grow in you, that their marriage will grow, and that we will see such a wonderful couple and a blessing to this church. We thank you for them. Bless them, we pray. In your son's precious name, amen. 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 Eric, would you like to come? (laughs) Yeah, please come. Yeah. All right. This is Eric's family that's here joining him at the pool of baptism. And Eric, um, I was there when you said yes to Jesus. I know firsthand that you've decided to follow him. And we see um, Jesus alive in you. And we want to just encourage you that that if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. The old things have passed away and everything becomes brand new. That this is a new, fresh start for you. Amen? Amen. Eric, is it your desire to follow Jesus all the days of your life? Yes, sir. Yeah, why don't you step up a little closer here and plug your nose? And on the profession of your faith, we baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you that all the chains are broken, Lord, that sin has no hold. Lord, that all the 
things that once held him down have been removed, Lord. That when you say come alive, you mean come alive to the fullest. And so, Lord, we speak life over Eric in every aspect of his life, Lord. That you who are making us all new would work deeply into his heart, Lord. That you would meet him where he's at, God. That you would coach him along the way. That you, as the good shepherd of the sheep, would lead him to the pastures where he could be nourished by you. We bless him, God. We thank you for him. We honor you. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Amen, amen brother. Love you, man. Thank you, Appreciate you. I want to make sure I got everybody that was sitting down over there. Um, one of the things that is, is amazing about baptism, um, these, each one here went through a baptism class, you know, and, and, and yet in the Bible we read in, in Acts, uh, in Acts Chapter 8, there's a, a story where um, Philip, the evangelist, was with a, an Ethiopian. The Ethiopian was reading a scroll and saying, like, how, how would I understand it if no one came and explained it to me? And he came and explained the story that I explained to you about Jesus wanting to be the resurrection and life. And that, that the reality hit him. And that, that person was just like, wow, why not now? Why not get baptized right in this moment? Here's a puddle of water. Let's do this. And, and he was baptized. I don't know if it was a puddle of water. I imagine it was much deeper. But, but the point is this, that baptism is open to anyone, anytime. That when the gospel becomes alive, and maybe you've been, you've been sitting through this service and you've been hearing something and you're like, you know what? I want to make a public profession. Um, we want to leave you the opportunity to do that. And so if there's anybody um, that would like to be baptized today, there's no pressure to it. But if your heart's beating fast and you're like, I didn't plan for it, but I want to do it, um, you're welcome here at these, this pool. Like, why not you? Why not now? Why not today? Man, is there anybody that would like to be baptized? And, and in this too, is anyone thinking about this and all of us remembering? Yeah, come. You're, you're welcome. Um, And as our, our sister's making her way now, if there's others, there's room for you too, but, but all of us to be reminded of what happened in our baptism. Please come. Yeah. You have a lot of courage. I mean that. And that's, that's awesome. cold in here, I know. Yeah. What's your name? Tallulah. Tallulah. Okay. We, I know who you are, Tallulah. We pray for you. We pray for Tallulah. Um, Tallulah, I know that um, it, you were obviously moved to come to do this. And, and so I know without even asking, but I want to give you the chance to say it. Is it your desire to follow Jesus, to say yes to him in yes, every way? Absolutely. Oh, right on. Would you plug your nose, Tallulah? Upon the profession of your faith, we baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Wow, totally. Yes. Abby. I'm going to have Abby pray for you. Yeah. Jesus, I just thank you so much for Tulula right now. And <laughs> thank you, Jesus. 
Bless her, Father. I thank you for the new life that you bring. Yes, Lord. God, I just ask for your protection over her, Lord, as she has made this choice. Yes, I know Lord. that you value it, and I know that you value her so much. So I just thank you for the immense faith and boldness that she has to choose to honor you in this way, Lord. And thank I just you. pray that this would mark a beautiful day in her life, Lord, and in her walk with you. So we just ask for your blessing over her, Lord, and we thank you so much for this moment, Jesus. I thank you for Tallulah in your name. Amen. 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 Is there anybody else? The worship team is going to play a song, and as they do, um, it's, a, it's an upbeat song. You know, we've, we've already played some of those. It's an upbeat day. And um, I'm gonna, in fact, I'm going to ask you to stand up to your feet. And if, if you would say, hey, as they're playing the song, you want to come forward, you're welcome to do it. But I want to invite every single one of you that one of the things that we love about baptism here is uh, many of you have been baptized and on an Easter Sunday to be reminded of the resurrection power and your decision to follow Jesus. And one of the ways you can do that is to just come and you can put your hand in the water. And there's, by the way, there's nothing like special about the water. The water is just water. We filled it up with the hose. It's not like, it's like, it's like magic, you know, like, oh, yeah. this is symbolic, but it's so much more. And sometimes we, we need to, to, to hear, taste, smell. We're, 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 we're have that full sensory experience to remember um, our baptism, what we laid down. The fact that, that this was a water grave for you at one point and, and that Things became brand new for you, that there's resurrection power. Maybe there are some that are walking in some guilt and shame and you need to be reminded of the freedom that you have in Christ. I want to invite you up here. You can just put your hand on the water. You can put on your head, whatever you want, but we'll, we'll pray a blessing over you as you kind of make your way through. And so as they play that song, you just please feel free to come if you'd like to. Amen. I was buried beneath my shame Who could carry that kind of weight It was my tomb Till I met you I was breathing but not alive And your freedom is all that I 
If anyone would like to come receive prayer, just put your hand in the water. But I want to bless you on this Easter Sunday. Would you let me pray over you? I'd love to do it. God, I thank you for each and every person that's here. God, I thank you for your resurrection power. May it be known in their lives. May they know that you not only are the way, the truth, and the life, but you are the resurrection and the life. Come alive to them, I pray, in new ways today. I ask it in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. God bless you.
Open up. 